0: I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
1: listening to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food on Heritage Radio Network with me, Erica Wides, your host. But before we get to the show, let me just remind you that Heritage Radio Network will be five years old this summer, and we are having our summer fundraising, fundraising drive, and we need your help. Remember that Heritage Radio is nonprofit and listener-supported, so go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on Donate or Join. Become a member. Become one of us, because... This is where all the cool kids hang out, and that's where you want to be, right? It's like that table in the lunchroom. Anyway, welcome to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. Again, with me, your host, Erica Wides. And, you know, I really don't think that I look my age. That's not anything about food, but let's talk about that. I don't really look my age, despite summers, years of Long Island summers spent in and on the water. Hmm. And peeling sunburns and deep tans and being too cheap to buy good skincare products, which I doubt really work anyway. I think I'm actually holding up pretty well. Okay. Now, maybe it's because I'm small. People just assume that I'm younger. Maybe it's because I kind of sound like a hamster or Lisa Simpson. I don't know. Whatever. I'll take it as long as it lasts. Probably one of the major reasons why I'm not aging as rapidly as other people my age is because I never had kids because, you know, kids destroy your very soul and your looks. I mean, face it, it's true, unless you're very wealthy. And it's why instead of having kids, I had a radio show instead. It's so much easier and you only really have to pay attention to them one day a week, maybe one and a half days a week. And the rest of the time, you're just looking to get the show publicity. That's all you do the other days. You know, it's like being Kate Gosselin or a Kardashian. Your parenting only really matters when the cameras, or in this case, when the mics are running. It's great. And anyway, time marches on. It's our five-year anniversary here, and we can't fight it. I mean, time marches on, and suddenly you're almost 50, and your little baby radio show, which you've nurtured since... You gave birth to it and you've given everything to, everything, all the advantages that you can afford, your lifeblood, your soul, even a cake-flavored Funfetti-covered cake with cake-flavored frosting and cake-flavored ice cream, you've given it. Suddenly, your little baby radio show is 100 episodes old. Yes, 100 so yes, today, it's Let's Get Reel's 100th birthday episode. Yay! Yay! It's our 100th episode. It's hard to believe, where did the time go? So, to celebrate the show's 100th birthday, I decided to take it out on a little adventure, now that it's a big grown-up kid of 100. And it was time for us to leave the fallout shelter and see the world outside, The other 99 birthdays, you know, there's one a week. It's not so important. This one, important. 100. And so with a stroke of absolutely perfect timing, we went yesterday to the annual Fancy Food Show at the Javits Center here in New York. Now, the Fancy Food Show, or as I call it, the Fancy Pants Food Show, is a yearly trade show that showcases the best and the worst of the food Industry. Now, it's not really a trade show for chefs. There isn't like equipment and packaging and big, huge purveyors, and, which I also need to go to because I'm a consultant now. No, this is a show more like for buyers from Whole Foods and big supermarkets and other stores or people who own like corporate gift basket companies Things like that. There are a couple of big industry wholesalers who come, but mostly it's smaller companies. And the emphasis this year was on the artisanal, the smaller, with the whole Brooklyn section, by the way. Smaller companies, producers, who make snacks. Because it's basically a gigantic snack fest. Now, if you know the Javits Center, which is the awful convention center on Manhattan's west side that should be torn down and rebuilt named for Senator Jacob Javits, the former senator from New York. Um, It's like a mile walk from the subway across a major eight-lane highway. Okay? Now, if you know it, you know how big it is. It's really freaking big. And the Fancy Food Show fills all three exhibition spaces there you really need like two full days to do the whole fancy food show at a good pace because there's so much snack stuff there to see and to taste and the show lasts for three days but me having only one afternoon free to go because I'm not gonna go on the most beautiful Sunday of the year which is when it started I had to go hiking and pick blueberries no so I went yesterday I had one afternoon, I did the entire show in under five hours with Little Baby Let's Get Real strapped into a baby sling around my neck who kept trying to grab and eat everything out of my hands that I was trying to grab and eat first. Now before Little Let's Get Real, the baby and I went to the fancy food show as the special birthday treat. I intentionally ate a spinach, egg, and cheese sandwich so that I would be nice and full and not have, like, a hunger crash and have to eat 200 different types of snack chips and salty chocolate and olive oil that was handed my way so as not to pass out from hunger. I mean, I did that anyway. I ate all that stuff. But it wasn't out of hunger. It was out of research. Okay? There's a big difference if you call it research. So, little Let's Get Real, who was in the Baby Bjorn strapped to me, because, you know, it's little Let's Get Real's 100th birthday, Little Let's Get Real kept trying to grab onto all of that stuff, too, in that cute way that she slash he does. Now, Lil LGR, as it's known around here, Lil LGR, has no gender, so there's no pronoun. The show's androgynous. Equal opportunity, the poor thing. But to make it easier here, we're going to refer to Lil LGR as a she, okay? She's a girl. Because can't you just picture her like a little tiny mini-me? Because, you know, on radio... You can see what I look like. Little glasses and little short hair with a little premature gray streak that she got at 100 And, of course, wearing comfy shoes. And a face covered in sea salt, caramel, and kale-dusted popcorn and quinoa chips like her mom. That's us. So, you know, just picture it. So, being short for time, Lil LGR and I plowed through the Fancy Food Show yesterday in under five hours we walked rows one through five thousand tasting grazing chatting elbowing taking samples for later grabbing business cards totally working it lil lgr was the only baby allowed in the place by the way since she's not exactly humanoid i got her in actually as a service animal (laughs) because if you're under five feet tall you're technically handicapped did you know that so (laughs) i get a service animal She wasn't so happy about being called that, but since I'm her boss and I created her and I can do, I can tell her what to do until she turns 300 and then she leaves for network TV. So until then, what I say goes. So at the Fancy Food Show, we definitely saw a few interesting things. We, and we did notice how trends come and go, how food ideas change and, The nice thing about the Fancy Food Show is it's actually fairly foodiness-free, in a way, because the big players, they don't go to this one. It's more about smaller specialty stuff. So, you know, there's no Kraft or General Foods or Kellogg's there, as far as we know. You know, those guys. But, I mean, an entire show of snacks is kind of a de facto one big foodiness free-for-all in a way. But most of it was fairly okay. A lot of sugar, of course, but not too much bullshit, you know? A lot of quinoa, a lot of chia. It was like my pantry exploded over 20 square blocks of west side Manhattan. Now, there were a few foodiness standouts there, though. Do you remember a long time ago, I did an episode about frozen food called... You can eat frozen food and still be the right kind of person. Now, in that episode, I talked about an evil product called VitaTops... Vita Tops are frozen diet muffin tops. Just the tops. Like on Seinfeld. Remember that? About the homeless. But low calorie and individually wrapped. 100 calorie frozen diet muffin tops. Now somebody who lives in my building eats a shit ton of Vita Tops because in the recycling room where I go to recycle but also to take magazines out of the bin, there are always empty Vita Top boxes. And I want to find out who it is so that I cannot be friends with them anymore. Anyway... The Vita Top people, those geniuses, they had a big, huge display yesterday at the Fancy Food Show, but not of the Vita Top. What they had was the Vita Egg Sandwich. Now, the Vita Egg Sandwich looks like a round ice cream sandwich, but the middle white part is egg whites with little vegetable dots puckered on there and chemicals sandwiched between two Vita English muffin type Creations. Yeah. I didn't even walk over there to see them, but there was kind of a display of like new and noteworthy that I walked through. And I overheard some people behind me saying that those were the worst things that they had eaten in the entire show all day. So that made me feel really good and really smug, more smug than I generally feel. (laughs) Does the world need a million new snack chips made from chia or 48 different flavors of popcorn or 114 new artisan chocolate brands? Maybe not. But does the world need a frozen egg white and chemical sandwich? Absolutely not. Oh, and Lil LGR and I got very excited when we passed the squeezy fruit vendor display. Remember the squeezy fruit pouches? Because she sometimes gets to have those at Lil Baby Radio Show Daycare, where she hangs out with Patrick Martin's kid. And sometimes they fight because that kid is always trying to steal all the meat. But she never gets those squeezy fruit pouches when she's with me because I'm a good parent. Now, there was a big, big display of squeezy fruit pouches with a lot of sample packs, which all the adults there were scooping up by the bucket load and shoving into their bags, by the way. Not me. And then down the aisle from the squeezy fruit pouch, we saw the adult squeezy fruit pouch display. Adult squeezy fruit in a pouch for adults. Now, the spin, of course, was that adult squeezy fruit pouches are less messy than eating whole fruit. And easier and more convenient. You can use them as a sports food. We are adults. The reason our baby teeth fall out and our adult teeth come in is so that we can eat things like fruit. We have adult teeth and adult hands. That's why we're adults. So we can eat actual, whole, intact food. The adult squeezy fruit is baby food for babies with no teeth. Now, the people there were saying, oh, but the adult squeezy fruit is more textured. It's for adults. So it's less like baby food. It's slightly chunkier. So we don't feel quite so infantilized by it, I guess. But can you throw the empty pouch into the compost bin like an apple core? I don't think so. Do you get the actual benefit of raw fruit when it's cooked down into a sterilized pulp? I don't think so. Do the world's adults need more concentrated fruit sugars than we already get from juice and fruity yogurt and other snack foods? I don't think so, but who am I? Just a concerned mommy trying to raise a baby, baby radio show in a challenging world. Now, I was actually surprised by a lot of what I saw. Sorry, by a lot of what we saw because Lil LGR kept pointing at stuff she wanted to try And since it was her birthday, I let her and us try. Now, we ate a lot of very good chocolate, a lot, and a lot of cheese. Now, there's always a lot of good cheese at the Fancy Food Show because cheese is fancy. And there's a whole huge area, section of artisanal, domestic, and imported cheeses, which unfortunately, because we kind of fucked up, we hit it last, stupid us, so we were really rushing through the cheese, because the show was closing. But we may go back this afternoon. We'll see how we feel. But overall, I would say that at least in the world of fancy food, fancy food, what I came away with from the show is that the message about food that people like me and all of us here at Heritage Radio Network, which is, by the way, five years old and a nonprofit and having summer membership drive, the message from all of us, So you should become a member and donate. The message is out there. And you know what? I think it might be starting to stick. Now, of course, every other item at the show was gluten-free, which, you know what? That's not so bad because all that gluten is from super hybridized, evil strains of wheat that have been invented by companies like Monsanto. So we could all do with a little less gluten. And there were like... 6,000 variations on the tortilla chip made from every other seed and grain ever grown on the planet. And some tasted like dirt, and some were okay. But the one thing that Lil LGR and I agreed upon was that at the fancy food show, there was way too much jam. I mean, how much jam does one country need? Really? So much jam. There must have been 150 jam companies there. So much jam. But oddly, very little salsa. Now, a few years ago, the last time I attended, it was like nonstop salsa. Everywhere salsa. Endless salsa. Now, I did whiz through the show at great speed. Lil LGR actually had to wear ski goggles that we were going so fast because I was afraid she was going to get a chia chip in her eye. So maybe I missed some stuff, but... I don't know. I swear I saw a lot of good stuff. Quinoa and chia, of course, everywhere. But good yogurts and good pickles and so-called healthier chips, all of that. I mean, I saw all of that, and it was some good stuff, I have to say. So I was actually feeling, wait for it here. Here it comes. I was feeling optimistic. Yes, I was feeling optimistic about food. And America's food scene when I left. Really? Because what exhibits at the Fancy Food Show to all of us foodie, elite, snobby, snobbingtons now is what trickles down to the mainstream eventually. I have to recover from that statement, so we're going to take a quick break. And then we'll be back shortly. Hi, I'm Emily Peterson, host of Sharp and Hot. Do you love us? Do you really? Do you count on us for real food news and content? Well, we need your help. HeritageRadionetwork.org is a not for profit organization, which means we depend on underwriting, grants, and the support of members like you to keep broadcasting. Help keep our voice alive. Visit HeritageRadionetwork.org and click the donate button today. We promise to never stop in our mission to create a world that's more sustainable, equitable, and delicious by expanding the way eaters think about food. Thanks for listening, and thanks for showing your support.
0: This is Chris Howell from Cane Vineyard and Winery, calling in from Spring Mountain above the Napa Valley. Thank you for listening to this show. In our industrial world of highly processed food and wine, we support the values of Heritage Radio Network. All of us at Kane encourage you to seek out individuality and beauty in everything you eat and drink. To learn more about us, go to kane 5com Hi. Hi. Hi, I'm Reggie Watson. You're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org.
1: Welcome back to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and what? Oh, eating food here on Heritage Radio Network with me, Chef Erica Wides. Chef, your host. So today is Let's Get Real's 100th episode anniversary show. Yay! Um, So Lil LGR, you know, the baby, the show, my baby, my baby, Lil LGR. So we went to the fancy food show. And... We came out of there feeling optimistic. Yes, the queen of cynicdom and her tiny offspring, Princess Doubtful, left that show thinking that maybe, just maybe, we'd gotten the message out there. We have the message. We'd gotten the message out there. But then, in a moment of panic, I realized that if I've gotten my message across, now what do I do? Uh Uh-oh, what happens when you win the revolution? What do you do, go to work for Unilever? Well, needless to say, all that panic was unnecessary because, of course, I came home, I put little LGR to bed in her little radio crib, and I turned on the TV because my feet were aching from carrying that kid around all day, even on those super thick trade show floor carpets, which I love. They're so soft that I just want to lay down on them. Being a parent of a 100-episode-old baby at my age is very tough on the body, and my dogs were barking. So up they went on the couch, and on went the TV. And any hope or optimism or glimmer of change just went whooshing down the great toilet of American food and foodiness mainstream advertising. Because what did I see upon flipping the channel? Why none other than two different ads back-to-back for two different gummy. Products Now, not candy gummies like gummy bears, which I ate many, many of in many flavors and incarnations of at the show because I'm an adult and I can chew. Not like Lil LGR. She couldn't have any. No, not those. Not candy. Not legit, flat-out, straight-up candy. But chewable gummies for adults as a delivery system for drugs and medication. Now, I have discussed vitamin gummies here before and how they infantilize us and remove the adultness and responsibility of taking a medication or a supplement by turning it into candy, all bright colors and fruity flavors, not chalky little tablets and nasty taste, which is what medicines should be. Gummy vitamins are a classic example of foodiness. Are they simply an easier delivery system for a valuable supplement? uh no because no one needs supplements or merely another way to sell candy to adults that's the question that was a question a value added product or a way to justify a sugar addiction either way their foodiness garbage so what i saw last night were two ads for gummies that were delivering other things not vitamins the first one the one that made my blood boil so hot that i had to turn up my ac was for a fiber gummy candy as fiber delivery system fiber which comes from food which is also incidentally where vitamins come from food a fiber gummy do you get that fiber gummy even little lgr at a mere 100 episodes old knew this one and was beyond knew sorry that this one was beyond The foodiness pale. Now, she was awake again at this point because I needed somebody to come and rub my achy feet, and her little hands are just the right size, and my husband was off at his weekly dinner at the Sizzler with his father. Now, it's not his choice going to the Sizzler, so please do not judge us for that. My father-in-law just loves a bargain and loves a good buffet, and so they go to the Sizzler for dinner in Queens every week. I am not invited, but that's really okay. I'm not hurt. Now, luckily, Sizzler, if you've never been, has an unlimited salad bar. It's like a steakhouse. You know, you order your $8 piece of very questionable meat steak, and then you get unlimited salad bar. So Adam, my husband, goes there with Norman, his father, and basically eats his weight in baby spinach and pickled beets off of the salad bar. Because, you know, that's a good deal. So anyway, he was off at the Sizzler eating his spinach. And so somebody had to tend to mommy's feet. So Lil LGR got plucked from her radio crib, which looks sort of like a big iPhone charger, and put to work as we watched TV together. Now let's just recap here. Fiber, only true source, plants. How does one get fiber? Eating plants. End of story. Then... To add fuel to the foodiness fire, a few ads later came another gummy ad. New, not for fruity candy or bears or anything. Have never actually seen an ad for gummy bears or gummy candy. Have you? I mean, there's a bazillion gummy variations out there, but I don't think they don't need to advertise. They're beyond advertising, they're above the fray. New, this ad, this one, was for gummy heartburn relief. Gummy heartburn relief. Who gets heartburn? Old people. You know how you get heartburn? By eating shitty food. You know how you stop heartburn? By eating better food, like plants with fiber. But in case you got your fiber from a gummy and your vitamins from another gummy, and now you have heartburn, you can get your heartburn relief from yet another gummy. You can gummy your way to health and happiness. That is, if you have any teeth left, because an all-gummy gummy diet with all that sugar and no fiber might just lead to an all gummy mouth (laughs) so to speak so you better keep on flossing and brushing if you want to live on gummies unless you already wear dentures then gummy away because at that point what's you know what have you got to lose oh and did i mention about the squeezy fruit pouches for adults that i saw at the fancy food show speaking of having no teeth yeah so awesome so, yes, I was home after the fancy food show with my achy feet, and I was watching the old person TV channel, I guess. I don't have cable, but sometimes I get these weird random channels, and this one's called Antenna, and all they do is show old reruns from the 70s, which is all I really want to watch on TV, except for Mad Men and Orange is the New Black, but that's Netflix, so... different but on this old person tv channel all the ads are always for like medical things and they're sort of half for teenagers and half for old people that's like there are two demographics like there's stuff for proactive for acne and then there's stuff for overactive bladder and then in between are all the all in the family reruns which is what i love to watch so last night all the ads were for these gummy products and adult diapers and stuff like that but remember i 'm not that old yet i'm i 'm a mom remember I have a young new fairly newborn baby radio show you know so i 'm not that old because you can 't give birth to that after menopause right so i 'm not there yet, and my teeth are in pretty good shape anyway, and I eat a lot of plants and actual fruit and other real food and i keep my gummies squarely in the candy category where they belong, where I don't have to justify eating them because they have any sort of nutraceutical benefit. They're just candy, and I'm okay with that, and that's when I eat them, just so we're clear. Anyway, I have to go now because little Lexi and Hampton are here. Do you remember them? The Foodiness Fallout Shelter kids, Lexi and Hampton. They haven't been here in a long time, and we haven't talked about them in a long time because they were really, really bad the last time they visited, and they got in all kinds of trouble. And then their nanny was blamed, and she got fired and deported, and then their mom couldn't find a new nanny, and so they had to send the kids away because she couldn't deal with them. But they're back for the summer, and we've invited them over for a little party for a little LGR for her 100th anniversary. And we're having some birthday-flavored cake-flavored cake, cake, and we're having some Girl Scout cookie-flavored squeezy banana pouches for the kids. But the moms are all going to have chia seed martinis sweetened with stevia and organic collard juice popsicles, which I did see yesterday, collard green mini popsicles. And they tasted like the bottom of a barn floor after a bad storm. Okay? Now, because it's our 100th anniversary and our, really our birthday, we need presents, because that's what you do. So if you would like to send Lil LGR a 100th anniversary present, she would like to totally tell you right now that she would prefer that you make a donation instead to Heritage Radio Network, because as I did mention before, we are a non-profit and listener-supported like PBS, which is all she gets to watch in the first place, except for the Old People channel with me at night. So it's really all she knows is PBS, okay? And Lil LGR would like to also thank you all very much for listening to all of these episodes, all of these years, and to tell you that she really appreciates it, and she says thank you, because she's a very polite, well-mannered child, and I've trained her well. She would also like to say thank you to Jack Inslee for engineering the show all these years and being so supportive and to Ben Kaplan for writing awesome theme music and to Christopher Nutter, who I haven't mentioned in a while, but who helped me co-create this show and was instrumental in getting it up and off the ground. Okay? So, as I've been saying for the last hundred episodes, remember, if you don't want to eat fancy food show foodiness shit, then don't go. But if you do go, wear really comfortable shoes because your feet are going to hurt. But do keep on listening to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food here on Heritage Radio Network. Oh, and also you can follow me on Twitter at Let's Get Real Show. Until then, remember, it's our fifth year anniversary here. It's our 100th anniversary on the show. We need your support. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org.